This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk, and welcome to the weekend. Well, if you're listening to Invest Talk from somewhere in the Midwest or the East Coast, your weekend has already started. But here, where we are here in California, the weekend, for most of us anyway, starts in about an hour. Five o'clock. It's now four o'clock Western, Pacific Western time. Since August is moving pretty fast, I hope you can make time for family and friends this weekend. Because I already have some nieces and nephews going back to school. Private school started this week. So school can be starting very soon and you don't have much time left in the summer. So you gotta set aside a few minutes and 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 a uh, 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 time for your family, and of course you also gotta set aside time for financial to think about your financial objectives. But that's what this show is about. How are you doing, by the way, on that? Are you saving as much as you should? Are your investments producing a positive yield? Have you heard about our 401k program, Active 401k? Do you have any questions about your current strategy? We can help you with all that and more here and now on this broadcast. I'm Steve Peasley, and our 24-hour listener line is open right now, waiting for your questions. And the phone number is 888-99-CHART. You can call right now. Ask any financial question you want. Now, many of our regular listeners know that each Friday I publish our KBP Premium Newsletter. We distribute it to our subscribers. You, too, should be on that list. Well, today I'm, I'll go over some of the news, newsletter highlights. It is inform, information you should have, and maybe you already know some of it, but I try to give you some, a little different perspective. we got market conditions, portfolio management sections, stock, a couple stock ideas, a consumer watts tip. But first, before we get to all that, it's Friday. Let's get the show on the road, and we're ready for your, your call, ready for your question. The number is 888-99-CHART. Uh, hey guys, Ben from New York here, long-time listener, love the podcast. What would you recommend one do if they find themselves with an additional $2,000 every month that they can play with, they can invest if they like? We're already investing $2,000 a month. We dollar cost average it into the stock market. We also maximally contribute to our IRAs annually, and we're putting uh, $200 a month into a 529 college plan for our son. The only liabilities we have is a monthly mortgage payment. We're at 3.75% 30-year fixed. We're not too worried about it. We're about halfway paid off. Anyway, love to hear your answer. Keep up the good work. Thank you, guys. Okay, I probably, number one, maybe bump uh, bump up the college savings plan a couple hundred dollars a month, make it $400 instead of two. I may consider an HSA health savings account. Uh, that might be something you think about because you're already putting money away. Um, and if, if, if you, and I might, depending on how, how young you are and what, how you want to handle this, is I might start saving that money for a down payment for uh, uh, an income piece of property, a rental property. Uh, I kind of like that if you're young. I, I kind of like having that, that uh, asset at some point if you can afford to do it. 
The cost is getting the down payment. Now, that's if you want to do that because there's, there's risk and complications when you rent out properties. But, you know, it is a good way to store wealth. You know, you can have the renters help pay off the mortgage of the rental property. That, that's always a good thing, and you build equity that way. So, and I, you could just continue, put the extra money into the market on a continuing on a dollar-cost averaging basis in an individual account. You can do that as well. Yeah, those, there's those, those lots of things to do, and you need to be happy that you can do that because you have so much money to do so. That's great. Now, of course... You know, we distribute the information pack KPP premium newsletter, and we do it every Friday morning, right? And in the current market section, there's like four or five sections of the newsletter. I reported on the producer price index this morning and on this consumer price index, because that was the only really interesting uh, economic reports that came out this week. And they both showed, well, they showed very, very muted inflation. Very muted. Consumer price index overall number was two-tenths of percent, and the producer price index was zero growth. Two-tenths percent growth on a, on a CPI and zero growth on a PPI. Yeah, there's inflation. I mentioned there's, there's inflation. Yeah. And is that the level, or barely at the level, that Fed wants and expects around two and a half percent a year? And they're continuing insisting on raising rates. And they say that that's to help control inflation, what they think is coming. Maybe, maybe not. But I don't know if that's really their reason. I've been mentioning this for a long, long time. I think they just want to get the rates up. I also point out the earnings season was very good, and it's about uh, we're almost over with it, uh, that the earnings year over year were up about 20%, and about 80% of the companies that reported of the S&P 500 beat their expectations. And that was a pretty high number. Usually it's around 70%. In the portfolio management section, I talk about the earnings reports and how to interpret those earnings reports. Revenues are very important. Revenues means sales. Uh, talk about some risk factors that are that that you have to consider when you when these earnings reports come out, and especially look at the announced future, the expectations of the future by the CEO. What is he saying? It's kind of important to keep your eye on that kind of thing. Okay, so those that's what's in the news. There's a couple of stock ideas. You know, I, I, I had them in there. Uh, there's a pharmaceutical company, a distributor. Uh, I thought was a pretty solid company, and the other company was in the uh, farm equipment business. Talk about their strengths and their weaknesses. Now, uh, and finally, in the consumer watch, should you buy a new car or lease a new car? I compared some of the pros and cons of each and what, why you might want to choose one or the other. You can subscribe to the premium newsletter published every Friday by us, by me, KPP Financial. Head over to investtalk.com, then under the Invest Talk link, uh, click premium newsletter. The, the, then you can, it's about $10 a month. Okay, it comes out every Friday. The Friday phones are open, everybody. I'd love to have you ask me a question, anything financial. Be good. Be fine. I'm, I'm all good with that. The number is 888-99-CHART. Now, what's our feature talking points today? The threat of tariffs on auto imports may trigger price escalation. Well, 
I'm going to go with they will trigger a price escalation, but the, we'll, we'll get into that. New cards are getting more expensive. We all know that. They already were before that. Some of the other things I wanted to don't overpay for simple car fixes or repairs. And I'll go over several of them that you don't have you, you do a much cheaper way to fix things instead of the way normally you do. Another stock market risk, GDP growth is soaring across the globe. We mentioned this the other day. Well, we're getting some confirmation. And worry about Turkey? Have you been paying attention at all? Here's what it will take to push the Wall Street buttons about Turkey. It's not big enough to really affect our market. It's not, it, we, we're not tied, but there is a possibility that it can affect us. And that's probably why the market was weak today. I mean, the Dow was down 196 points, the, S, the, the NASDAQ down 53, and the S&P 500 down 20. And it's probably Turkey. You can probably point to Turkey and say they're at fault. They're the reason. Okay. And finally, I'm returning to San Jose on August 29th for our one-on-one -on -one portfolio review. Space is almost filled. If you want an appointment, I encourage you to register at investtalk.com. I'd be happy to sit down with you. I can help you. I really can. There's no cost. And now the phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. It's a Friday Invest Talk. The weekend is here. Summer's still going strong. The phone lines are open. And Steve's on duty and ready to answer your questions. Call now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. What's on your mind? Financially, we can talk about anything financial. Financial. Don't ask about, you know, the weather because I, yeah, that's not me. Anything financial, we'd be happy to talk to you about. So, the, we're going to talk about the most popular American cars costing more because of the tariffs. Okay? We don't have a car tariff yet, um, but we do have steel. Steel. And... According to the Trump administration wants to keep the cost of costs of cars down, and that's one of the reasons why they, they uh, postponed or did away with, or I don't know exactly what they did with the new uh, uh, emission standards that were were hyped up by uh, uh, the uh, Obama that were brought forward. He wanted to do faster emission standard increases. So, and Trump reversed that decision, and of course. The, 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 the previous uh, decision to do that would have caught, made cars cost more, but then now Trump's tariffs could make them to get, do away with all that savings so, and be even added to the cost of cars. So the question is, are we going to have these tariffs? Because remember, uh, President Trump met with the EU uh, finance minister or whoever last week, and they postponed any talk about putting new tariffs trying to work out a deal and I know from my readings that uh, we're pretty close to a NAFTA deal with Mexico and and um, Canada but we're not there yet and you never know something might turn that over just never know but tariffs has been the news of the day for months now right I mean that's the big big issue and everybody's worried about it's going to increase costs to American people. 
Well, that is true. It is going to do that. But as I said also that if we're going to try to get fairer trade for our companies and our country, this is the best time to try to do that because our economy is stronger than everybody else's. We'll see how it works out. You know, we just don't know. This is kind of an unknown thing. But that's the way it is. Let's get to another caller who took time to leave their question on our Anytime Listener line, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. This is Clay from Baltimore. Thanks so much for the show. Something you could take a peek at Applied Materials, ticker symbol AMAT. I uh, bought some several months back, uh, went down, I decided to buy more. So I'm down about 15% initially on the first, uh, first part of the order and then a couple percent on uh, the most recent position. So I was hoping you could take a peek at the fundamentals and what the, uh, what the charts are showing you. Thanks so much. Applied materials. Um, I, I didn't get that symbol. Uh, A-M- a okay, AMAT. There you go. Okay, got it. AMAT. I should know that one. Uh, that's the symbol. And looking at the fundamentals of the company, they are doing pretty well. Uh, their sales earnings are going to be at 41%. That's the estimate for this year, at 41%. Next year, it's going to be down two cents to from a dollar from four dollars and fifty nine cents to four dollars and fifty seven cents. So next year it doesn't look so bright, and that's probably why you're seeing the stock peaked in March and at sixty bucks, and today it's forty eight. Because remember, everybody looks forward. You got to look forward here. Uh, it's it's a low price stock, and I could see it, you know coming to a point where it's a good buy point. Because the value is there. I mean, we're only talking about maybe 11 PE, and the five-year range is 11.31. So if you're going to buy it, this is a good place to buy it. But just remember, earnings next year is flattening. But everybody already knows that, so it's already built into the price. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and it's worth mentioning that this program, Invest Talk Radio, is just one of our integrated information and educational platforms. So yes, please tell your friends about Invest Talk Radio and also about Invest Talk Podcasts, investtalk.com. Any one of those. Be happy to, would like you to tell them. 888-99 Charter is our number. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. And remember that all the Invest Talk platforms, broadcast radio, live web streaming, website resources, and podcast replays are available free of charge. Tell your friends and family members and learn more anytime at investtalk.com. Right now, the lines are open, so call with your financial and investment questions. 888 99Chart. Hello, Steve and Justice. This is Dennis calling from Iowa, where I listen to your podcast. My question is about retirement planning software, such as that that's offered by major brokerages. The software, as you know, uses Monte Carlo analysis to consider a wide range of market conditions and predict one's ability to maintain retirement savings and income throughout retirement. In my case, I use Fidelity's retirement planner in making my decision to retire three years ago at age 64. I was careful, if not generous, when entering budget items for discretionary and non-discretionary expenses and assumed life expectancies of 94 and 96 years for my wife and I, respectively. 
I was also careful to predict changes in my expenses over time. For example, expenses for maintaining my home will increase as the house ages. My account advisor at Fidelity reviewed the analysis. What are your thoughts and especially your caveats about using this type of software to make such an important decision? Thank you. I'll be listening to the podcast. Actually, I think it's a good idea uh, because no, there's no way that a person can really do it on their own. All the factors, you probably can't think of all the factors involved, whereas the software that out there, and I have some too, I have the same kind of software, and I actually have you know, Advisor, which is another piece of software that does the Monte Carlo. But you know, every one of those pieces of software is good as the import information that you import into it. So, um, but none of them are foolproof. Don't think that they are, they're not. They assume certain things like an average uh, inflation rate. They assume, as you pointed out, your age. What if you live longer? What if inflation's higher? What if it's lower? So there's all those things that make it wrong, but you have to have a good foundation of what you need in your retirement, uh, an understanding of that, and software is a very good tool to help you. So I like the software, uh, but again, it's, it's only as good as the information you put into it. So some people don't complete the software, you know, the data that is needed, and it doesn't give them that good of information. And just remember, the market will do whatever the market does, and it does, most of the software talk about how much risk that you want to take and you're going to take less risk in retirement and adjust for it. But but the market, but there's no knowing exactly what the stock market's going to do or the bond market or the real estate market. We're just using assumptions based on historical norms. All that software does that. And, you know, I mean, that's a good guesstimate and that's about what you can say about it. It's a good guesstimate. But that's okay. Guesstimate is fine. Now, have you been hearing about the problems in Turkey? I'm not. We're not even talking about Venezuela, but I, Venezuela is so small they're not going to affect us. They might affect oil prices, I mentioned yesterday, but they're not going to affect our, our economy. Now, Turkey is looks like it's starting to fail as a state. Every time, every time in history that countries move from being a capitalist type of system to a more socialist or communist system, the system fails. Yeah, there's lots of problem with uh, capitalist systems, yes. You got uh, uh, income, inequity, I understand that. But it's the best of the bunch, in my opinion. The best of the bunch. So Turkey is failing as a country. Looks like it is anyways. Is it going to affect us, the U.S.? And the answer is yes and no. It's not going to have any kind of media effect. You know who it's going to affect is Europe. And it's going to affect big banks in Europe, the big banks, because they're the ones that loaning money to Turkey, just like they did Greece, okay? And now those loans look like they may not be paid back or paid back at a much lower rate or and there might be defaults, all those kinds of things that happen. Well, why won't it affect us much? Because our GDP is not tied to them. Our growth in GDP is not tied to them. Uh, our earnings are, go are good. Our economy is pretty strong. We don't have a lot of inflation. And Turkey will not affect any of that. But if Europe gets affected, and it probably will slow down, our trading partner and partners in Europe could, could slow down our economy. Or just the fear of contagion could be a problem for our stock market. 
Not the contagion itself, not what's actually happening, but the fear of what is happening out there could. But economically, not going to do much as far as hurting our economy. I don't think it's something we need to worry about. Just like I don't think we need to worry about Venezuela. The problem with Venezuela is it's a big oil producer. Turkey is not, of course. So that because of it is because it is a big oil producer, their oil supply on the world market is going to be less, and therefore prices are going to be higher. And that could help hurt hurt our our economics uh, growth, but not enough. We have a lot of our own oil. So Venezuela again, another failed state because they decided to. The government decided to, to nationalize a lot of industries, and of course that just destroys economies. And now Turkey, you know, with the same socialists bent, destroying their their economy. So I don't know. I, to me, it's so obvious. If you just look at any history and determine what economic system works best. And even though it's flawed, I don't, please don't misunderstand me. I, ours is totally flawed, okay? It's got lots of problems, but it's still the best. It makes the most people get out of poverty. Doesn't mean everybody, the most people to get out of poverty. Monday on Invest Talk, why home staging is no longer just for the rich and famous. Allowing professional designers to dress up your sale could get you a higher price. That'll be on Monday. I'm Steve Peasley. Give me a call. We thank you for subscribing to our podcast. You can join our InvestTalk Insiders and gain access to our library of webinars, like Seeing the Cycles, How to Recognize and Harness the Power of Market Cycles. Hidden in the continuous stream of numbers are cyclical occurrences, which help us anticipate both opportunity and risk. It's a free benefit for our InvestTalk listeners. Just click on the InvestTalk tab on InvestTalk.com. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, an independent financial advisor. If you are unclear about how best to allocate your workplace retirement account, such as a 401k, 403b, or a 457, look into KPP Financial's Active 401k service. This will help guide your allocations every quarter, and you can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. You want to speak with Steve right now? He's here, and the lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Time to give me a call. We'll talk about whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Brandon in Mill Valley. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I have some Twilio, and it's it's had a good run, and I'm wondering uh, what your thoughts are on You getting nervous about it, eh? Twilio Inc. Never mind, it's okay. Twilio Inc. provides a cloud-based platform that enables developers to build, scale, and operate real-time communications. Okay, Uh, they've lost money every year they've been in business except for they're going to make money for the first time next year. 
Okay, they're going to lose eight cents this year. Last year they lost 19 cents. So next year they're supposed to make 14 cents since it's a 77 dollar stock, and they're only going to make 14 cents. If I were you, I'd probably take profits on this stock because it's a 77 dollar stock going to make 14 cents. So that means it's way overpriced. Sales growth is why that's overpriced. It's growing its sales 50 percent or more every quarter for the last four or five quarters. So that sales growth is why they finally turned a corner and started to make money. So the question is, can they continue to do it? So if what, what price did you get it at, uh, Brandon? What, what was your entry price? Uh, 33. And it's now 77. So I would probably take half my profits at this stage, if I were you. I'd probably take half my profits and then have a tight stop on it because it broke up from what, 63 to 75 $74 in one day, and it's at 77 So I don't know how far it would go, but, you know, it's had a really good run, so you don't want to get too carried away, you know, thinking it's going to be the next, you know, Microsoft or whatever. And it could. That's why I'm telling you to hold on to half. But I would probably take profits at this point because of the cost. It's so expensive. Okay. All right, Steve. I appreciate, I appreciate your objective perspective. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. TWLO, good job on picking it, by the way. And it's in a great space. Provides cloud-based platform for enabling developers to build, scale, and operate real-time communication. It's a good in a good area. $7 billion company. But it's just now making money. And, yeah, the sales are really good. But, man, it's really overpriced. But that's why that's why you need to hold up to some of it to make sure that they don't want to get out completely and then it continues up and now you're really mad because <laughs> you had a big winner. But you already have had a big winner. Nothing grows to the sky. Nothing grows to the sky. It all will come down and come back at some point. Okay, another stock market risk. GDP growth is slowing across the globe. We just talked about uh, uh, we just talked about Turkey, and I mentioned Venezuela, but we're talking now on a global scale that the economy globally is starting to show signs of slowing. And the only one that's holding up and doing pretty darn well is ours. And I'm not I'm talking about China too. I'm not excluding them. You've got you know Europe, China. Merging markets, they're all slowing their growth. The good thing is, it's slowing growth. It's not falling into recession. It's just slowing growth. We still have, we meaning the U.S., we still have very good data coming in. Now, I don't know if you know, but the IMF, IMF is the International Monetary Fund, they have global GDP, GDP expected to grow 3.9% in 2018 and hold at that level next year, believe it or not. The U.S. is expected to grow 2.9% this year. That might be a little low. That might be a little low, but that's what they have, the International Monetary Fund, 2.9% for 2018. And, uh, and, and that's up from 2.2% in 2017, so that's a pretty good jump in one year. And then they think in 2020, next year, 
that the U.S. is going to fall to 2.7% from 2.9. Okay, that's what they are projecting. Okay, um, and okay, that's possible. Uh, but they think that the, the three major other areas of the world, which are the EU and uh, China and the emerging markets, are all going to slow sooner. They're slowing now. And that's going to affect world GDP growth. Well, that might be so. That might be so. And it might that, that might be why they're downgrading our future growth, because these are, these are our trading partners. And they're thinking, you know, with the trade war going on, maybe, and, you know, those economies slowing down, our GDP will slow down with it. But they're not calling for any recession anytime soon the International Monetary Fund. And I don't know if I mentioned at the top of the show the, na the, the market, what happened to the market today. The Dow is down 196, the, uh, the, the um, NASDAQ down 53, and the S&P down 20. So it was a pretty weak Friday afternoon. And as I said, uh, you could probably blame Turkey for that. I'm Steve Peasley. You're listening to Invest Talk, and Justin and I work hard in to inform and better educate our loyal listeners on radio, also via podcast, and on investtalk.com. We posted a simple and honest statement on our homepage. It says, The Invest Talk commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. It's that simple. Okay, and I really believe that you can do that, it is possible. InvestTalk consistently provides independent investment advice, which is never influenced by bias or third-party propaganda or influenced by anybody. We, we, we speak for ourselves. So please make it part of your daily routine to visit InvestTalk.com. I thank you, and your portfolio will almost surely thank you later. The registration window for Steve Peasley's August 29th Portfolio Review Appointments in San Jose is about to close. When all his allocated appointment slots are full, you'll miss the opportunity to meet in person with Steve to get his portfolio planning guidance. Portfolio review appointments are offered at no cost and with no required commitment. So mark your calendar August 29th in San Jose and register now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, and speaking of Steve, he's here, and he's ready to take your questions live. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin and Steve, this is uh, Raul from Flower Mound, uh, calling in with regards to uh, Prudential, P-R-U. I was looking at exposure into the uh, insurance side of the stock market, and uh, I was looking at a couple of different stocks, but it, uh, Prudential kind of stuck out to me. The um, PE looks great. The earnings per share look good. And certainly the dividend yield looks really good as well. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about this stock and whether you thought it was a good buy at this point. It appears to be near its 52-week low. And uh, it, over the last few days, it appeared to come up a little bit. Thank you very much and appreciate all you guys do. Bye-bye. I kind of like it. I like Prudential. PRU is a symbol out of Newark, New Jersey. Offers uh, life insurance, annuities, mutual funds, retirement products in the U.S., Europe, Asia, and Latin America. So it's all over the the world. It's a $41 billion company. Uh, they're going to make $12.18. That's the estimate this year. That's up from $10.58 a share last year. 
and another uh, uh, $12.93 next year. So it's up 15% this year and up 6% next year. At $12.93, the stock price is $96.97. So you're looking at a stock that's really inexpensive, right? The five-year range is 6 to 12, so don't get carried away. Yeah, it's a low P.E., but it, it always is low. But I think it's at the lower end of the range, so I'm pretty happy about that. And while, while you're waiting, remember, it's a $41 billion company. It's going to pay 3.7% dividend. Now, it was down almost 3% today. But I'm, having, I'm feeling that that could be a buy point. It bottomed at around $93 right at the end of June. Started up, and now it's showing a little bit of weakness. I think you buy this weakness. I would wait a couple of days. I want to see if that, see, make sure this is not the end of the recent fall in the last couple of days. But I would buy this weakness. Uh, I kind of like it. Not much debt. Uh, doesn't have great return on equity, only 9%. That's not very good. But it's got, you know, it's got staying power, and that dividend is rock solid, rock solid. So, and I kind of like where it is. I think, you know, it might be inexpensive. PRU, Prudential Financial. If you need, you know, that kind of company in your portfolio, you should take a look at it. You really should take a look at it. Prudential. 888-992-4278. Okay. Now, everybody has cars. We all do. And I'm going to make some suggestions on how to stop overpaying for simple fixes or other kinds of things that cost that the dealership charges you an arm and a leg that you don't have to pay. One is replacing the key fob. You know, the, the fob, the, the, the little thing you press the button, opens car doors, turns on the car, whatever it does. The dealer is going to cost, if you go to a dealer and buy one of those, it's going to cost two to $300. But you know, you can buy, you can replace those things on eBay Motors, eBay, for about 20 bucks. And then you can have it programmed by a, a, a key program for about 100 bucks. You can save more than 50% by doing it that way. That's 100, 150 bucks. How about a small debt? You know, there have these mobile repair companies now that have vans. If you have a dent in your car, but the paint is not broken, it's just dent, dented, the paint, these guys can repair this. These are paintless repair companies they don't do they don't paint and you can pop that dent out and a 700 dealership cost could be about 150 bucks so that you might want to consider that if you have a dent in your car and it didn't break the paint okay how about buying parts online instead of at the dealership much cheaper online and you know those foggy headlights? You know how they get older and they get all foggy? Did you know you can clean those yourself by using toothpaste? You can, has a rubbing compound? Toothpaste. Yes, I'm saying toothpaste. <laughs> it's the same thing you brush your teeth with. You can brush that fog out of your headlight lamp. Okay, so those are my suggestions to try to save you some money, everybody. Good luck. You know, I, I'm telling you, dealerships make a fortune on off of everybody. The great thing about our anytime listener line number is it never closes. 
Here's a question that came in earlier on 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Just wanted to get your quick take on a stock LKQ, the company's LKQ Corporation. Looking to take a position as a trade into earnings on July 26. Looks like it gapped down not too long ago. It's been moving up nicely, strong on balance volume over the past week or so. Insiders are buying. Lots of technical momentum. Just wanted to get your take on the fundamentals as well as a good buy point. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. I actually think it is. On looking at a chart, it's been basing and slowly moving up since May. Doing a decent job. Higher highs, higher lows, and it looks pretty good on a chart. Now let's look at the fundamentals. This is LKQ Corporation. Distributes aftermarket replacement parts for collision repair shops. Hey, didn't I just talk about that? <laughs> and mechanical repair shops throughout the U.S. So it it distributes aftermarket replacement parts, okay? It's gone up. Uh, it, earnings are going to be up 21% this year. That's the estimate to $2.28. Another 15% gain next year, $2.62. And it's a $33 stock. That tells you the P.E. is around what? Uh, 15, 14, 15. 15 to 20, 15 to 32 is its long-term five-year average from low to high on the P.E. Return equity is pretty decent, 16%. No dividend. $10 billion company, and sales are growing in the high teens and actually grew 23% in the most recent quarter. I kind of like it. I think this is a good buy point. I kind of think that you would, you're, this stock is going back up into the 40s. I really do. So I kind of like it right now, right where it is. LQ, LKQ, LKQ, it's out of Chicago. Here's an investing term you should know. Hard stop hard stop. What is that? A hard stop is a price level that, if reached, will trigger an order to sell an underlying security. Hard stops are set at a constant price and are inherently good until canceled. Okay, it's an order, good until canceled, which differentiates them from trailing stops or other similar other kind of stops. Oftentimes, hard stops are used to protect the long-term investment after money has been taken off the table. Okay, go to Vestopedia.com if you're confused. You could get more of the definition. Vestopedia.com. Time to give me a call. Any security question, any kind of financial question, 888-99-CHART. Well, now we are just about 12 minutes shy of the end of the show for the weekend. For the weekend. So this is your time to get your question in. 10 minutes left. So I welcome your financial investing question right now. 888-99-CHART. Next Invest Talk, why home staging is no longer just for the rich and famous. Allowing professional designers to dress up your sale home could net a higher price. Justin Klein will get into this on Monday, but now Steve's here and he's ready and waiting for your questions. Give him a call, 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, this is Jim from Rhode Island calling. Uh, I had a question about Spotify, ticker S. P-O-T. Uh, bought a pretty decent sized position at about $160. And I was wondering if you guys saw a lot more growth in the future. And also had a question about what you guys thought tariffs might do to 
this particular stock if it might do anything at all. I look forward to listening. Uh, thank you, guys. Bye. Well, I don't think tariffs would affect this at all. This is Spotify technology, symbol um, SPOT. It's a fairly new company. That's where the danger is. It came out in April as IPO. And the IPO was like $150 or so. And now it's at $189. Uh, uh, the the uh, problem that I have with it is it doesn't make money. It's not going to make money this year. And it's not going to make money next year. But it has very large sales growth. But it amazes me. It kind of reminds me of the dot-com. It's not going to make any money. It has no way to make money yet. And yet it's a $33 billion company. $33 billion. That's huge. Big mega cap. Spotify technology. It's out of Luxembourg. Uh, provides music streaming, subscription services to 65 countries. Um and it's growing its sales before this most recent quarter, 45, 50% per quarter. But this most recent quarter, sales growth was 29%. So it has lots and lots of debt. The cash flow is a negative $7.74. Management owns 46% of the company. So this is one of those companies you're rolling the dice. You're rolling dice. You could be a big winner or not. As long as it's not a big part of your portfolio and you don't have a bunch of a whole bunch of, of these kinds of stocks in your portfolio, you can take a chance on this. The sales growth is very strong. If it was me, I'd be very quick on the trigger to take profit. So if it shows too much weakness, you know, it topped at about 197, 198, something like that. Is at 189 today. Had a big update today, then a down day today. The update was much bigger than the down day, so you know. You stick with it, but be very, very careful. It's a high-risk play. SPOT, Spotify Technologies. Okay, uh, so what else happened this week in the news? There was a lot of news out this week. We had, of course, the, uh, uh, the tariffs that are still being talked about and still being a problem. Uh, the housing market in a recent report showed some slowdown. I'm talking about recent, meaning the last couple of weeks. Significant slowdown about contract signings and stuff. But we'll see in the next month or two if that's going to be a, a problem. The Dow went down nearly 200 points today. And that, this has been the worst, worst day in six weeks. And, of course, it was blamed on Turkey and the crisis of their lira, Turkey lira. Uh, their currency crisis they're having. Um, so those were the kinds of things that were uh, on the in the news this week that you know affect the market. Earnings season is just about over, and the earnings season has been very good. It's been up about twenty percent year over year. The profits were up about twenty percent year over year. Eighty percent of the companies beat their earnings expectations, which was a pretty significant number. So those were all good things. The week has very light economic numbers. Last week was very heavy. So I'm tending to believe that next week's going to have a lot of economic uh, statistics come out. So next week is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting week next week. Uh, we'll have uh, the one I like on Wednesday next week is retail sales. 
I like to know what the consumer is doing, not what they're thinking, not what they're feeling, what they're actually doing. And it's estimated estimated for the retail sales to grow one-tenth of one percent, but the month before it was up about five-tenths of percent. So retail sales might slow. Next month, we might get back to school sales, and that might have booster. Remember, we're moving into... You know, the holiday season, I know it's very hot and we're still in summer, but the stock market looks forward. Another thing I'm looking forward to next week, productivity numbers. We have been very, very low on our productivity. That needs to increase. Thanks for your participation this today and this week, everybody. We're, the show is over. We have completed another informative best-off program, hopefully. Remember, if you want to replay any or all of today's program, you can do so on demand from the podcast page on investtalk.com. Thanks for listening. And please come back Monday. Justin will be here taking your calls. I'm Steve Peasley, and good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.